You're listening to Metrics and Chill, where you'll learn how to improve key metrics that grow your business from companies that have done it before. In this episode, I talked with Farah Rosenwig, head of content at WorkRamp. I wanted to learn how she grew organic traffic to the WorkRamp blog, resulting in a 77% increase in new blog traffic quarter over quarter. So in this episode, you'll learn how she created a top of funnel content strategy, how she used sales calls and competitors to influence that strategy, her rule to create quality content, and a lot more. I hope you enjoy it. Farah, thank you so much for joining us on Metrics and Chill. Obviously, you and I have been connected for a little while now. Uh, you came to mind immediately uh, when I wanted to chat with so, you know someone on all things uh, content, community. Um, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this, specifically how you've measured organic traffic to the blog and how you've driven that. Um, so yeah, welcome to Metrics and Chill. Let's start there. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm so excited. Like you said, we've been connected prior, so I'm. But I'm excited to actually talk to you on Metrics and Chill and geek out a little bit about some content marketing stuff. Yeah, it's not often. It, it's always fun to like talk to to friends and peers in the industry and and uh, pick other people's brains. So I'm I'm excited to chat. Um, so for any, I think a good place to start would be for anyone who doesn't know what WorkRamp is. Um, can you talk? like give like the elevator pitch or like 30 second um, summary of what WorkRamp is and kind of what your role is there. Yeah, so WorkRamp is a, an all-in-one learning platform that helps teams of, that helps teams pretty much have like their enablement, customer program or customer education and onboarding in one platform. And it's an easy to use uh, platform. So it's great that teams don't need to have a system here for onboarding, a system here for sales enablement, and a, a completely different platform for customer education. It's all in one. And uh, what's really cool is teams can then track performances to see how people are learning and use that those analytics to tie it back to business impact. So it's, it's a really cool platform and it really helps um, businesses grow and, and, and become scalable. Okay. That's awesome. And your role there, how are you running content? Like what that can mean so many things to different companies. Like, so what does the scope of content look like for you? Yeah. So like you said, content can mean a whole lot of things. Um, for us over at WorkRamp, content is of course, how I say it, anything that you digest uh, on the front end of the website or any type of consumer facing stuff is under the content marketing umbrella. Think about top of funnel stuff. So blogs, videos, podcasts, social media, PR, um, those are, that's really the, the high level of the content program that I'm running at, at um, WorkRamp. And then of course we support the other teams like copywriting for website and a few other initiatives when other teams um, when we need cross-functional, um, collaboration. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, similar, I think to data box. So like we've, we lean so far into content, it's like divvied up by roles a little bit, but, but very cool. Um, okay. So today I kind of tease this, but we're going to be talking about organic traffic to blog as the metric. 
um, and, and how you focused on growing that. But you mentioned that there are a couple other key metrics you focus on. I thought some of them were interesting and would be helpful for listeners. So um, obviously, you know, organic traffic overall is, is the obvious one. But you mentioned three that were interesting to me. Contacts created via LinkedIn, social media engagement uh, and traffic to the site from that, and demo requests and MQL attributions. So um, can we start with, so contacts created via LinkedIn, how do you like define and measure this? And is this like LinkedIn organic? Are, are these like, 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 what does that mean? And how does it relate to like the scope of what you're doing with content? Yeah, so I have to say, we have an incredible um, marketing operations team. So the, the woman who has been able to help build tracking to help us find what that contact is, she's been incredible in building that. Um, so essentially, it's organic, social. it's LinkedIn organic, where this does not include the, the paid aspect of it. That's um, something totally different. Uh, but this is just essentially, we're, tr- we're looking to see, hey, is the content that we're providing on organic social, or when I say social, LinkedIn specifically, is that helping us capture a contact that we can put into our then uh, sales ecosystem and try to get them into uh, the, the, the pipeline. So um, it's important because we want to, that's a channel that we use heavily and it's important for us to know is what we're putting out there working. Um, is it reaching that that wider audience that we're trying to capture? And also it's helping us know like, can we improve our content on social media? Um, is the messaging right? Are we actually understanding the, the correct audience? So it, it, it's, a, it's a helpful way to really, you know, A, learn the audience, learn about what, the, what distribution you're doing and content you're putting out there. And then also um, it's, it's good to see your work, how it ties to business impact in some way, shape or form. So, um, so that's how I, why, why we do that. Yeah. So when you say LinkedIn organic, does that mean like, um, team members like who are posting regularly and intentionally, or is it like from like the company account and like the company's posts like organically in the feed? Uh, great question. It's just straight from the company, po- the company page. So we're using, again, we're using tracking to be able to track, uh, from the company page. So that's really helpful. Now we have done um, some employee posts, but that's a totally different tracking, like we'll create a different tracking um, URL if we're gonna do anything like that. And And then I can go dig in the trenches and look and tie those contacts to the overall organic, if I need, or, uh, contacts if I need to from organic, but this is primarily from the uh, work ramp. Uh, company page. Okay. That's awesome. So this is some sort of like proprietary, either like stringing multiple tools together, or it sounds like something proprietary you built where you'll run a post and then it takes a look at like engagement with it. And then you're able to somehow tie people's responses there or who engages with it to like something to like those contacts in your CRM. Yeah. Again, so we're, we're using HubSpot. So Again, our uh, marketing operations person, she is phenomenal in HubSpot. Like, I know this and she exceeds. (laughs) So whatever the secret sauce she's worked up to find our contacts, um, 
yeah, so we're able to, she's helped me build out that dashboard so it's easy to track. And then, um, and, and yeah, it's just been, I guess, it's helpful to have that, the, the team to help build that stuff out. So it makes our life a lot easier. For sure. What are there like any unique insights you've seen? Like, so you're able to track this through then, like all the way through. Do you, do you um, track the impact of the business LinkedIn posts on like MQLs and stop there? Or do you track it all the way through to like close deals in HubSpot? So we can do that. We haven't done that yet. The goal is because um, the goal is to eventually get there. Right now we're at the building of the content program. Um, I've only been around at WorkRank for a few short months. So I'm building the foundation right now and it's just going to take us baby steps to build that stuff out. So, hey, even to get just the insight of you know, what contacts are we capturing and getting them into the, the pipe or into our ecosystem is step one. And then we'll eventually get there. We do have the brain power uh, to help us figure out that the full sales cycle for that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm in, I'm in a similar spot, so I can resonate with you there. We're kind of like on first steps of like, uh, well, obviously John has built a really amazing foundation for the podcast, but for social, we're like just starting these things. So yeah, super, super excited to, and, you know, to, to follow along with your journey there and what you're seeing. I think a lot of people are doubtful of what LinkedIn company pages are capable of and feel like, you know, they don't seem to get like the same algorithmic love and things like that, that like personal pages do. So it's cool to hear that you're already seeing fruits from that and, and kind of tracking that through. Um, and then as far as uh, uh, the content's impact on demo requests and MQL attributions, is this something that you're measuring from like all content together or do you break it out by like specific like, oh, you know, the blog drives this much, social drives this much? Like, how are you thinking about that? Yeah. So I, in again, in perfect world, we'll eventually get there this time next year. Hopefully we're there for every part of the content program. Right now, it's just from the blog. Um, a, that it was, um, you know, it's a little bit easier, easier might not be the right word, but blog is your primary foundation for a content program. And you can get, um, all the codes, tracking codes set up in there first to start tracking that cycle and Google analytics should be everyone's best friend, <laughs> whether you're a, a, a creative person or a more analytical person, um, so because we have we have our blog and, and um, Google Analytics set up, we're able to create, um, get that, that view of what's going on and how we can attribute the blog content to uh, MQLs and, and pipeline. And now as far as, so like with all these metrics, with, with the things you're tracking, the like driving organic traffic to the blog, um, so, you know, any of the, any of like the, the standard, I know you listed like a bunch of standard Google analytics things you're looking at, like, um, uh, contacts created via LinkedIn, the, the social media engagement. How often are you looking at these metrics and reporting on them? Like, what does that culture look like? Or like, what does that flow look like at the company? Yeah. So I look at, I probably look at LinkedIn metrics like two, three times a week only because it's very new and we're trying to test some some things right now. So I'm looking at, okay, we tried this new idea. 
and I give it, you know, within the first hour, I look at stuff because usually within the first hour, if you see some movement, that should give you an idea of how it should perform. And then maybe a day or two later, I look at the engagement um, and all the stuff that goes beyond the engagement. Um, so that helps me understand is what we tried good? Should we try it again next week? Tweak some stuff. So from that aspect, I'm looking at that maybe once or twice a week. Um, and then from the blog, I do track, or let me go back to LinkedIn really quick. So I am looking, checking in, but then every Monday I dedicate some time to pull my uh, weekly metrics. And then every month I do a monthly roll up, a monthly metric report. And that's where I present to the other stakeholders what's been going on for the month. So I'm not reporting out to anyone, only for myself and for the content team. So when we go into our weekly syncs, I can say, hey, we saw some great traction with this idea or this topic. Um, maybe we want to you know, pivot some ideas and double down on this for the month to see if we can push our numbers a little bit higher. So for internal content team stuff, we'll discuss metrics weekly, uh, but to the higher, you know, key stakeholders, I report monthly, and then I'll do a quarterly report. And then because I haven't been here for a year, I haven't done this yet, but then when we come to a year, I'll do the yearly report. <laughs> um, so that's for social media and it's very similar for blog I, I do a week over week month over month quarter over quarter year over year type stuff there too and are the reports more um this is getting a little bit granular on this but uh but are the reports more like um I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like, are are the are they like leading indicators of like, hey, here's the native performance we're kind of seeing like on the blog, on the whatever? Or do you? I know it's, it gets early and you're building the program. Do you intend to also like loop in like, um, here's sort of these like leading metrics of like engagement on LinkedIn or like, uh, you know, engagement or impressions on Twitter or whatever it may be, and then like tying that at stages through the pipeline, or is it? Are these reports primarily like, uh? like with your team, like, Hey, what's working natively within that platform. So we can like dial up engagement there and figure out what's working best. Yeah. So right now it's, it's the latter that you said, we're looking at what's performing. How can we do it? Because we do have our quarterly goals, OKRs that we want to hit. And so by looking at it closely every week in inside our content world, I can, we can then, then say okay this is working we actually see a pattern so we should be progressing toward our goal very nicely um, if we start to see a slowdown or you know uh, a dip which we haven't seen but if we happen to see that then we would say okay let's take a step back brainstorm because this is our goal for the quarter and we're not on track to hit that. What do we need to do differently? So I think it's really important for teams to think that way because when we do look at our quarterly pipeline, that's when we can say, well, we hit the pipeline because we attribute X, Y, Z. And the reason why we were able to do that is because we were look, able to look at it and pivot and make adjustments along the way. The goal is to be able to look at that pipeline like weekly. Um, it's just like, as, as mentioned earlier, we're still setting up. We're in the that phase of building things out right now. Um, but I have done that prior to working at different um, organizations. So 
at when when we have looked at pipeline in that case, it's it's a very similar approach. You look at the numbers, you see the pattern. If it's going up in the right direction, then we know what we're doing is working. If not, then it's what do we need to, uh, I don't want to say change, but what do we need to evolve to be able to hit those numbers? Okay. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Um, okay, cool. So you're looking right now, like LinkedIn's a newer channel. This is a newer experiment. So those you're keeping a close eye on two to three times weekly um, or two to three times a week. Uh, you, with your content team, you'll sync weekly to kind of like, that's where you're kind of constantly like putting your finger up, like getting a barometer and saying like, what's working, what's not, we're dipping here, we're rising here. Like, so you can kind of constantly have an idea of what's working best and lean into that, um, or identify what's dipping and then monthly, quarterly and annually to various degrees you're reporting to like, to, to like upper management or like stakeholders or something like that. Exactly. And also, you know, as Everyone wants the everything for content, but we need funding for that. So we have to build our trust to, in order to get the proper funding for all these amazing ideas. So as much as everyone wants to hit the ground running and we launch a video strategy podcast, uh, this type of campaign, you know, we want to do it all, but we're not going to have the budget for it. So in order for me to win the trust and be able to get the budget we need, we have to first build our foundation and show, hey, we have these few things working in our direction and we would like to now try this. And what we'll need is XYZ dollars to be able to now lift this type of program. But you can't do it all. Um, at once and you need funding for everything and if if we're just um, you know doing a little bit here a little bit there a little bit there then it's not going to perform and then you lose trust from the executives so it's really important I think to start small really see what's doing well on a few key channels and get those numbers up and then it's like okay now let's expand the program out and this is X amount of dollars we'll need for the budget. And this is our projected ROI because you kind of already have a foundation of what your ROI already is. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I think it shows a lot of patience, um, but I think that's, you're right. I mean, it's something I feel like I know in this role, like it's like there's so many things you like want to do. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's It's a great process to start with a couple things really see them through to maturity and see them through to like, um, cause it's really easy. I think to like, like, it's not a crazy barrier to entry to like, let's just start putting stuff out on YouTube. Let's just start like, you know, maybe not with like a crazy production budget. Um, but I agree. I, I think it's important to like see those things through into some stage of maturity, prove some momentum and tie them to business goals and, you know, greater business results to win that trust. Um, yeah, love that. That's a that's a great insight. How did so you're measuring all these things, you've got a lot of metrics that you care about. What was it like how did organic traffic to the blog become a priority for you? I know you kind of teased this like you said it, it kind of sounds like you see this as like the foundation for you like when it comes to content, this is sort of the easiest one to tie analytics to. It's sort of like the natural first place to start like oh, we have a website. Um, but were there other things like what, what made this metric become like a major driver for you, uh, to focus on this, to drive, uh, you know, greater business impact? Yeah. So great question. I have to say, you know, really 
we could be looking at page views, visitor, unique visitors, time spent. And don't get me wrong, those are all very important metrics, but they don't tell you a lot as in, is what you're producing getting new people is somehow onto your website. So, and I also have to say, it, it depends on what your overall business goal. So the, the overall business goal is, um, so, one of our goals is to drive new traffic, well, and get pipeline from new, tra- um, get new pipeline. So how do you do that? You have to do a lot of brand awareness work, and part of that is tied into SEO organic traffic. So it's really important for us to, to keep that in mind, and then work with some of the other team members on what is the overall customer journey. So before anyone starts digging into building a program out, you have, you should, you don't have to, I suggest you should <laughs> look at the customer journey and, and, and also think about your journey when you're making a purchase. I don't care if it's shoes, um, a phone or some sort of software, whatever. You don't just automatically know what you're going to purchase and then click buy you're really going down some sort of journey and you end up going down a rabbit hole somehow. So the reason why this long elaborated answer is, is you look at content first, especially when you're building out a program, you, you look at it as, okay, here's our customer journey. We're trying to get new people here, um, but they don't know anything about our product yet. They don't know anything. We just want to help solve some sort of answer. So we're going to do a lot of top of funnel content right now. Again, every content program should evolve as the, the, the business goal evolves and as your content program evolves, like you'll change your goal, the content goals and all that stuff. But right now, because this is one of our business goals and I've looked at the customer journey, I'm like, okay, I want to get new people in. They don't know half of these things. They don't even know that they're ready to make a purchase yet. So what I'm going to do, top of funnel type content. And that ties in organic very nicely. So it's a great way for content people to share, hey, the work I'm doing is helping bring people to our website. Um, so you know, I think that's really important, especially when you're building out a program, to look at top of funnel content and build your top of funnel um, list of what kind of problems you can solve and drive people to the site. And then you build that relationship. You might not, we don't know who's reading our content, but you're building that trust within that relationship. They like the content. They're going to eventually cruise around on your website, eventually click demo request to make a purchase. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Um, but they can't do that without, without giving them something to come in, without giving them a reason to come in. Um, so that's why we look at organic, uh, or that's why I'm choosing to look at organic because that's what my, my task is right now. Build that top of funnel, get people, build that relationship and get people comfortable, build that trust and eventually have them click, you know, demo request and purchase. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, and, and it sounds like when you say top of funnel, so like you're essentially, I'm guessing you're taking elements of what, um, like what an LMS is or different elements of like types of work training or like you're, you're probably taking queries people have around a bunch of aspects of what WorkRamp does and you're kind of educating them, it sounds like, on the, the like on all these aspects and kind of is this like thought leadership content? Like you're kind of positioning yourself as like um, 
like the content is positioned to sort of like uh, not just rank for these queries, but educate them on these various things. And then that way, like they're getting exposure to you. They're educating themselves, whether they're ready to buy or not. They're learning about the different things they need to take into consideration when they go to make a purchase. And then eventually like there's brand awareness. There's like some level of like muscle memory and, and familiarity with the product when it comes time to buy. Yeah. It's, it's very similar approach to that. I mean, think about it. Let's say we might not necessarily talk about uh, like learning platforms in general, but we might say, you know, how do you make new hires comfortable and and ease the, the first day jitters? You know, that's in that realm of learning um, and especially that L, um, L&D is one of our target audiences. So we kind of we, we do look at what are a lot of situations um, you and I both started new jobs this year, so it was it was great for me knowing that L and D was one of our audiences. The first week, I was like, I, I looked at, I'm a new hire, I'm nervous, I'm navigating remote work, all this, you know. There were so many topics, and when I, I googled some of that stuff to see from a, a an employee perspective, you know, I was looking at how do I how do I meet people in a remote environment or how do I do this? So and there wasn't a whole lot of content out there. So I was like, oh, we could answer this, these questions. And then, so that's how, you know, our team thinks of it. Let's think about some of these um, elements that people can relate to and get them learning from our content. Um, and then they might not even know that they're on our website but then, you know, they go down a rabbit hole. There might be a related article that they want to learn because they really liked it or they share with someone else and eventually will keep on popping up in their, whether it's their LinkedIn feed or um, on their Google feed and, you know, get them to eventually buy something from us. So it's really like you, you had mentioned, like thought leadership, it's part thought leadership, but also just being this human centric place and you know, relating to people or here part, we're part of your journey. You know, HR professionals are struggling with remote work or like getting people engaged in a remote life. So how can we do that and educate and help, help that audience and stuff. So it's really helping people providing the value and getting people to learn what they can do. And then they'll eventually, you know, like, oh, work ramp. Okay. What are they? You know, this is a great article. I don't even know what these people, what this company does. And they go down the rabbit hole and like, oh, I need that. So, yeah, uh, that's how it's, that's, that's my philosophy on how I think about it. I love, I love uh, what you said, like coming, like, uh, I was about to say coming alongside them on the journey. And you said you're like, yeah, being a part of their journey, like just being this human that's kind of like there to go with them throughout part of it, coming alongside them with that content. Um so what, what kind of like, I know you began to like go talk about like the creation process and kind of where some of the, where the ideation like comes from for the content. Um, as far as like, once the content's out there existing, um, how were you able to grow it? Like, what was your overall strategy to kind of move the needle on that metric and what steps did you take? Yeah. So, well, there's a few steps we've, t- we've taken, um, to really be able to grow our organic traffic, it was a, we want to make sure we're creating, I, I want to take a step back. My first and foremost is we want to make sure we're creating content that people are enjoying, um, that the content 
people can relate to and something that they can take away. So maybe we have five tips in there, but the goal is hopefully at least one tip out of those five tips really sticks with them. So we want to provide value and engage with people, have them relate. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, and if we're doing that, then people might share the post or they might bookmark it. They might come back. Everyone's so focused on SEO, 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 but if you're not giving what people really want, you're not going to drive that organic traffic up. So SEO is very important, but we want to give that value first and give what customers want. And then it should naturally or organically uh, then increase the organic traffic. So our idea was, okay, we have this goal to increase our traffic by X number. Let's look at what's, what, what are we even doing? So we got under the hood and looked at what's going on. Um, we're fortunate that, again, there wasn't a whole lot of strategy when I came in. So it was, it was, it's a content person's, I think, um, like favorite thing. You know, it's like, oh, great, we can really just scratch, start all over and rebuild this thing. So that's what we did. I did an audit. I looked at what's working. The things that were working, I put in, in our calendar to repurpose. Things that weren't working, topics that weren't resonating, like okay we're not going to touch that and then it's okay let's look at now let's do our due diligence figure out what's going on in the world um of course seo keyword search um i we also use gong so i listen to customer calls once a week probably for about 45 minutes to an hour and just listen to the common questions that are going on then that's like okay that's what some stuff, these are problems that our prospects are really having. So then we're able to create content from that. Um, and naturally, those tie into some of the keywords that we've been looking at. So those are just some of the few ways that we've been able to build our organic, uh, our content for organic traffic. And then we have some tools that we use, of course, to optimize and make sure we're looking at our competition and what are they doing? What can we do differently? Um, and that's, I guess, that's another big thing is make your content different. So I don't care if it's just straight um, written word, like just straight copy, just make your story different than what's out there. And that's what we've done. We've really made the, the, the content different. Sometimes we use multimedia in the content to make it stand out. You're, of course, you're going to have to do those standard SEO content pieces like the what is this, what is that, but you could make it different. So is it your, the story you're telling inside of that article? Are you using different multimedia assets to make it different than what your competition is doing? Um, so that's, I th that's what we're doing for our content to help drive our organic up. It's really finding out pain points, giving value, and then telling a, a slightly different story. Um, because, yeah, the, there's a lot of stuff out there. So you just have to make it different. Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny, like, it's, you know, it's cool having this conversation now because um, for whatever reason, I've just seen a ton of content, I feel like, natively on the feed um, where people are saying, you know, 
SEO has never been harder to rank for. There's never been more competition. Um, so it's really interesting. This is like, like, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like a super challenging thing that you're doing starting from scratch in 2022 or, you know, 2021, um, to try and rank for these things in a market that's probably like fairly like, uh, competitive. So, um, it sounds like if I can summarize, it sounds like under undergirding all of this is this commitment to quality. So like, this is kind of the philosophy you're driving with is like, let's create quality content that if it were us on the receiving end, we'd actually want to share. So we're making sure that like, that it's, it's got, um, I don't want to say like virality baked in, but like it's share worthy content. People are actually going to enjoy it. Um, you're starting there and then you came in and you did an audit and you found what's working and you tried to double down on those things or lean into those things and found what wasn't working and steer away from that. You did the, the standard SEO stuff, keyword research to find out what people might be searching for to kind of align that up. And then you listen to, I love this one. You listen to like an hour a week of gong calls to, um, here I'm guessing you're listening for like pain points, how they found you, what challenges they're trying to solve. And these are then generating further content ideas. You're sort of pairing them up against like, that's like a starting point. How can we further optimize them to rank for any like existing keywords that are out there? Um, and then this is equally important. I love this. You're then taking a look at the competition, not only to be like, what are they ranking for that we are not, but like, how do we look different? How do we sound different? Um, how can we like be a different voice and differentiate ourselves in, you know, in a flooded market? Is that, is that a fair synopsis or is there anything you would tweak there or change? No, you nailed it. Um, yeah, no, that's exactly it. I, I do want to say for competition, uh, every brand should be looking at their competitor. If you're not looking at your competitor, you know, I, I don't know why you're, I think missing out. I think part of it is because you can see what they're doing and that might spew new ideas, but then also um, it helps you go, okay, we want to be different. Like they're do what they're doing is great, but we, how can we make it different? So we're not the same as, as them. So I think that's really important. Um, and then I think to add on to that, when you're looking at content and how to tell a different story and all that stuff, I think it's really important to, also make sure you have your style, your voice dialed in. So then that will automatically make your brand and the stories you're telling different from your competition. Um, so that's that was really important day one for me coming in is, okay, how do we want to sound? I, I, do, uh, I did like a persona type exercise. How do we want to sound, you know, what, um, What's the like our our go to like lingo we want to use? Uh, I call it like our work ramp slang. Um, what do we want to use in that content? And that will also help differentiate yourself from your comp from your competition. What um what of all of that like did you feel like of any of those stages was there one thing that especially like you saw really like move the needle? Like was there certain like pockets of content or like um, Hey, like, uh, like all those things were important, but like the competitor research really like unlocked these ideas or the gong thing. Like, do you feel like there were any, anything stand out to you as like, if you wouldn't have done it, the results would not have been as good. Um, I do think if we didn't look at gong, if we didn't hear what customers wanted, our results would be different. Um, 
you can only go, you could look at competition, sure, but the audience, and granted, the audience is very similar, but the conversation your competition is having, you don't know. You're not there. You're not on those prospect calls. You're not on those sales calls. So you don't know what the pain points are that that competitor is trying to solve. You have an idea, but you don't you don't entirely know because you're not there. So if you are able to listen to the your customers, if you're able to, to listen on to some of those prospect calls, you really know what the conversation is and you can take that and solve something for them or, or at least help get them in the right direction to whatever they're trying to solve. If you're not providing value, if you're not helping them, then I really think you're not gonna, you're not gonna get as much uh, like respect, trust, um, and, and you're not gonna differentiate yourself from the, the competition either. So I, I really think that listening to customers, hopping on those gong calls, has helped set us apart uh, from competition one and set us up for organic traffic success. And so then the results of all this, like after all these steps that you took, I know this is like fairly new and you've only been there like six months now. Um, but what can you give like rough numbers around like what was the starting point at when you came in and began this overhaul to like what you were able to grow it to? Oh my gosh, starting point. It was nearly nothing for organic traffic coming in. Um, there was just not a whole lot of TLC, so um, you know the, the the percentage was was fairly small. I think it was under twenty percent, I think, of traffic coming to the blog. Um, so we were able to increase that traffic over seventy percent uh, within like the short time frame that I came because we're actually creating the content that people want. We're also coming up, we came up with a system of how many times are we publishing a week? Did we, we, we thought, do we want to publish every single day, once a week? So we tested out what was working and not working for our, our organic traffic to see is the investment of once a week versus five times a week? What's that investment? What's that cost? And, tie, and then look at the organic traffic there and see, you know, are we using our budget wisely, our time wisely for that ROI? So we came up with a, a formula that worked to help drive the numbers, and that's what we'll stick with and we'll reevaluate. I, I do think every six months you should be reevaluating the production and publishing flow to see is it working? Because, um, as you know, Google likes to change things a lot. So you have to constantly go in tweak things um so we, we we grew tremendously in a short time and i really think it's because a we're, we were publishing a little bit more content than normal um and two we were antsy i was gonna say what what was that cadence that you said like you played with like once a week multiple times like what one did you end up landing on yeah so we are landing on right now just three times a week for the for our, our blog now there's other content we're publishing elsewhere on site and externally that's going to be helping also with this but we we decided on on site let's do three times a week and then we can dedicate our other bandwidth hours for these other elements that will also tie into our overall program um, so that's what we came up with or that's what we saw really make a strong impact for what we're trying to achieve um and then yeah we also noticed um you know like i said we're publishing a little bit more 
and we're we're providing the, the type of content we're providing i do think is different than what some of the other uh, blogs prior were providing and we're just giving it like a, i call it a glow up we're just giving it a little bit more oomph you know adding some multimedia assets in there um, getting subject matter experts involved into our t- storytelling to really make us stand strong in what we're doing and Google just likes all that stuff. So <laughs> that it's a, I say content programs are a big puzzle and hopefully you don't have a thousand word puzzle and you're missing one piece. Like I've, hopefully everything kind of fits together nicely, but it is a big puzzle and you have to, um, about every six months, six to nine months, you might want to make some little tweaks here and there to, to keep your momentum going. Um, so my last question was, do you have rough numbers around like, so now you've, you've grown it from about 20 to 70, uh, percent organic traffic to the blog of the traffic that's going to the blog. Do you have a rough idea of what percentage is checking out like product related pages or taking like a call to action to further explore the product? So I don't have the percentage of what they're doing, that that percentage to blog of, what they're doing, like product, or are they checking out the about? I don't have that stuff yet. We're working on that. And then, and we are tying that into, okay, organic traffic to pipeline. Um, again, we're working on building that exact um, dashboard out. So I'll have that hopefully the next couple of months. But um, as of right now, I don't have that metric other than I can like puzzle stuff together because I can say okay this is what we've been doing organic and we can go back and to look at the the demo request page and you know you can manually track it thanks for Google Analytics so right now I don't have that exact number but we are noticing an uptick of organic traffic is helping drive people to cruise around the site and then eventually click on that demo request. Farah, thank you so much for sharing all this. It's been really insightful. Um, obviously, I'm excited for your new role. It's a lot of impact to drive in six months to take essentially, um, you know, 3Xing the traffic that's going to this like top of funnel, more than 3Xing this this traffic that's uh, going to the top of the funnel content, Come engaging with your brand. I'm sure you're repurposing this across other channels. Um, and yeah, excited excited for you to to continue all that you're doing. Um, would love to have you back sometime. Oh, well, thank you. I'd love to be back. And I'm excited to see what you're going to be doing now that you're uh, in your new role. So again, thank you. This has been great. And I hope everyone doing content, you know, is really having some fun out there and trying new things. Yeah, I agree. And go follow Farah on LinkedIn for more ideas and to follow her journey implementing all this, uh, all these experiments. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.